Open up your Bibles uh, uh, to um, John chapter 16, uh, verse 33 is we're going we're to kind of focus our time. Uh, and so as you're uh, turning there, we're going to have it up on the screen or you can uh, flip over in your device and uh, I'll, I'll pray as we get started. Father, thanks so much for this morning. Uh, thank you that you've given us a time and a space to spend together I know I've got brothers and sisters in Christ who just love you in this room, but I know I've got uh, men and women and young adults who are trying to decide if uh, you're true <clears throat> or not, and if you're somebody that they can trust. And so I pray that this morning, that through your spirit, that you would just speak really clear to all of us wherever we're at, and Lord, that you would uh, just be good and gracious to us. And so as we worship you um, through uh, the hearing of your word and the application of your word, um, would you uh, let us have ears to hear? Um, would you allow us uh, to be moved and changed by you as you prompt us? Um, I am available this morning to be used by you, uh, Lord. And so would you do a great work, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> John 16, says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. Guys, there isn't a human being who lives that has never faced some type of trouble, right? We are all acquainted with trouble to various degrees uh, in our life. And to be real honest, we all have our stuff, don't we, that we kind of bring to the table. There are things that pop up unexpectedly in our life. There are things that we kind of know that this is coming around the corner. And then there are things that we just kind of walk through and we experience that we end up carrying around with us for longer sometimes than we would like. And what happens is we create memories that uh, take deep root into our, our, our minds. And then as it settles into our minds, it begins to settle down into our hearts as well. And if we're just kind of talking candidly, if we're, if we're allowed to just have an honest conversation with one another this morning, those troubles can come in and begin to cause stress. They begin to cause some uh, anxiety as well, and it comes in, and it kind of camps out there in our minds. And then everything else that we think about and everything else that we do has to, has to somehow travel along the road of that stress before it comes out, and it gets filtered through all that stress. And for a while, it's not that big of a deal, right, because we don't feel like we're, we're pretty good at just kind of moving on to the next thing. Right? We, we, we know that stress is there. We know that maybe there's a little bit of things that are causing us a, a little bit of indigestion or a lack of sleep at night, but it's not that big of a deal. We just kind of, we know it's there, we wave at it, and we go on to the next thing. But the hard thing is, if we don't deal with our stuff, if we don't deal with the stress and anxieties in our life or the things that cause stress and anxiety in our life, it's eventually going to catch up with us, and we are going to start slowing down, and, and instead of just waving at it as we go on by, we're going to get slower and slower, and slower, then all of a sudden we're going to hit a wall, a wall that we never saw coming. And then we're going to be forced to begin to, to deal with our, our stuff. Guys, I've never considered myself to be an anxious person or a stressed out kind of a person. In fact, I actually kind of consider myself to be a, a carefree, kind of go with the flow kind of a guy. Like, I, like if it's happening, I, let's, let's just roll with it. And Ashley, she would come and she would say, hey, Anthony, I think you're a little bit stressed. I'm like, no, I'm cool as the other side of the pillow, baby. Let's go. Like, I, I'm, I'm good. I can handle stress. But the reality was I wasn't as good at it as I, I thought that I was because last week, I smacked straight into things that I've been carrying around that I had no idea that I'd been carrying uh, uh, around. I hit a wall, 
And the bag of stress that I've been carrying around that was heavy, and I didn't even know that it was as heavy as it felt like it was, it fell all over the ground when I smacked that wall. And when I looked around, I could actually see all this stuff for the very first time in my life. Things that have probably been there for a really long time, things maybe that have been new, but I could see it all out in front of me, and it says, hey, you got to deal with this now. you got, you got to do uh, something with it. And so on Friday, I was sitting at my desk, and I just felt the Lord saying, hey, write this stuff down. Write these things that you feel like have just been too heavy for you to carry and, and, and let me do something with it. And so I grabbed my pen and I grabbed the paper and I started writing these things down. And, and, I, and I sent it to Ashley and, and uh, I took a picture of it and I sent it to her. She's like, wow, that stuff is heavy. No wonder you feel the way that you feel right now. And I said, yeah, uh, thanks for uh, letting me know that, right? So, uh, but like I, I came up with this list and I want to share a few things that were on that list um, and I want you to maybe even think about things that might be on your list of things that you're carrying that are heavy. And so for like a quick second here, you kind of get to sit there as like my counselor, okay? Sound good? I, I thought, man, trying to lead through a year of COVID and uh, a year plus of COVID, trying to figure out how do we do church in the middle of all this, that was sitting heavy on me because we're still trying to navigate through some of that stuff. Not only leading a church through that, but leading through, you know, how do you deal with COVID in your house, and how do you lead your wife and your kids, and how do you navigate the culture that we're living in, and then out of that comes mask mandates. How do you, do you mask or do you not mask? When is it right to mask? When is it not right to mask? Is there a difference? Vaccinations, do you to vaccinate or not? If you vaccinate, well, then this. If you don't vaccinate, well, then this happens, and trying to um, filter through that stuff. Cultural wars on, on morality and how to navigate through things that uh, in my heart and my spirit and what I read in the scriptures, I think, man, we are saying that there are a lot of things that are right that scripture says is wrong and trying to morally carry that in my own life and feeling the weight of that stuff. And then I think this is probably something that we all feel on some level, the cost of everything, just going through the roof, right? You go to the grocery store, you go to the pump, like, what is going on? <clears throat> and then from that, you're like, am I, am I going to be able to pay the bills, this week, the, the budgeting things that we're dealing with in our house. And then I, <clears throat> something that's probably close to home here uh, recently was, you know, brothers and sisters in Christ around the world who are just suffering severe persecution. We, we see that going on with Afghanistan. And yeah, there's some political things that go on with that. But as brothers and sisters in Christ who, who are part of not only a, lo, a local church, but we're part of a, a, a much broader kingdom of God in the big C church around the world, We've got brothers and sisters who are struggling and are being persecuted, not only in Afghanistan, but all around the world. And, 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 the, and the thing about that is as, uh, as believers in Christ who have the Holy Spirit of God dwelling inside of them, when he grieves, we grieve. The things that break his heart tend to break our heart because he's empathetic, we become empathetic. Because he has compassion, we have compassion. And, and, and that's a good thing, but we can tend to carry those things around. And so that's, I've been carrying that kind of stuff around. The internal stressors of, of making decisions and, you know, wanting people to agree with the decisions that you make. And if they don't agree, what do they feel about you or what do they think? Or there's decisions that need to be made and then you're not making those decisions. And then bearing with all the outcomes that come along with that. Um, and then, you know, having work transitions in our house. Ashley's been working through, do I work at this next job or do I stay where I'm at? Our kids are growing up. If you get kids, you know how that works. It, there's nothing like out of the norm. It's just your, as your kids grow up, there are new stressors and struggles that come along with that uh, as well. And raising a daughter who's got very significant um, special needs that have been really hard in the last three months, like that adds into it. And then trying to find a new youth pastor, 
on top of all that and not having that guy yet. And then the list just went on and on and on. And to be real honest, that stuff is heavy. I mean, carrying that kind of stuff around, but it was really good to write that stuff down, to get it out of my head and to put it down on paper and to realize this is what I've been carrying and on top of a lot of other things as well. And I was sitting, you know, just, just as a pastor in, in my office this week, I was thinking, good night. If I'm dealing with this, and not that I'm any better than anybody else, I'm just like you, right? If I'm struggling with this, I know that there are other people in the room that are struggling with some of the same things, if not more, uh, even feel it to a greater degree, maybe. And so I want to do something that just may feel incredibly uncomfortable for you. Um, To be real honest, just sharing the stuff that I'm talking about right now is not real comfortable um, for me. I want to ask you, you have a, a piece of paper that you were given when you came in, and there's a place inside of you, open it up, it says sermon notes, um, and you can uh, write down some things on there. If you have a pen, if you don't have a pen, um, you, you probably have your phone with you, and you can, you know, go into your notes section. But I, I want you to just to answer the question, what are things that are heavy for me right now? What, what are things that are just weighing me down that I feel like I've been carrying around? Or if you don't feel like there's any, or you have a burden for anything, like, Lord, burden my heart for something. Like, let me feel with people that are around me. But I want to take, I, I really, I want us to take a minute or two to, to really invest in thinking, like, what are the things that are really heavy for me? And then we're going to hold on to those as we uh, talk this morning, okay? So we're just going to take a minute and um, you can stare at me real awkwardly and not do anything, or you can like act like you're doing something in your phone if you don't want to do it. Um, <clears throat> but we'll give you a minute or two here. Father, there's uh, things in our life that are just heavy. There's things that we walk through that we'd rather not walk through. Um, There are stressors that we're dealing with in our life um, that, if we're honest, um, are getting heavier than we would like to admit. Um, Father, there are things that we have control over and things that we have zero control over um, that just sit on us. And if we're honest, some of us are just smacking the wall right now, or we've hit the wall, or it's coming at some point. And we just want to recognize, God, um, that you're Lord over this stuff, that none of this takes you by surprise, and that you haven't stopped caring for us, and that there's a call that we are going to see from your word that invites us to lay that stuff down, invites us to enter into a place of rest where we don't have to carry that stuff as hard as it is. And so, Father, for my um, brothers and sisters and my friends in the room, what I want to ask, God, is that you would just allow us to be honest with you so that 
um, you can deal with this stuff in us so that you can give us freedom from these things. You did not build us to carry this stuff around. And so um, would you help us this morning, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Ashley and I, we were talking this week, and uh, as we've kind of been processing these things uh, in, in our own life, um, she just looked at me and she said, man, I, I feel like I can breathe again. And I said, ooh, that's what I want. I, I want to get to a place where I feel like I can breathe again. And I think what's been happening over this past week is I'm getting to a point where I'm learning how to, to breathe again. And my prayer is this morning that if you've been feeling things that are just really heavy, if you've been struggling, like, man, I don't feel like I can get, I can get my breath even to get my, my thoughts uh, around, like to get him even in order. There's just so much going on. My, my prayer is that as we spend just a few minutes together this morning, that you will begin to learn maybe even to breathe again too. Because again, we were not made to carry this stuff. We were made to let go of this kind of stuff. And, and this is where I think the truth of John 16, kind of intersects our heaviness and brings in this dose of hope, okay? Because we don't, we don't just live this life, we're just pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps. We don't, we don't live from this place that we can will ourselves into getting into a, a good place. What the truth is, is we have a Savior who stepped in to a messy humanity and he leads us to this place of peace where we can breathe again. We don't learn to do it ourselves. We have a Savior who's brought us into that place. And I want you to know that this is very crucial, okay? We're talking about stress and anxiety, and I know that there are certain levels to this stuff that, that it, it can become clinical. And I in no way want to minimize that at all. I don't want to minimize the role that a good counselor or being able to talk to somebody uh, can play in your life. And I really don't want to rule out um, that there are times when um, uh, uh, chemical imbalances need to be dealt with so that we might be able to get into a place where we can hear clearly from the truth of God's word and we can hear truth coming from our brothers and sisters around us. Those types of things are extremely important. But here's what I do know. If that it's heavy enough to cause you stress and anxiety, that means it's too heavy for you to move. If it's heavy enough that you're losing sleep and you're anxious that means you weren't made to carry that by, by yourself. It's too heavy for us. And so I think for us to understand the beauty of what Jesus says and the, to, to mind the truth of John uh, 16 for what Jesus has for us there, we have to understand the context that Jesus is speaking into in John uh, chapter 16, right? And John chapters 13 through 17, those are uh, what theologians would call uh, the farewell discourse of Jesus. These are the final words that Jesus is going to have with his disciples before he gets ready to go head to a cross. He knows exactly where he's going. He's got this thing all planned out, and so he has some last words for his disciples. And these words that he says, they're meant to be encouraging. They're meant to, to bring some type of reassurance for them. They're meant to bring comfort. But if you read these chapters, like, I don't think that's comforting at all, right? Because you read... Uh, chapter 16, and Jesus says, you're going to be hated by the world. I don't feel very comforting, does it? And for us, we'd say, well, that feels like trouble. And he tells them that he's going to be leaving them, the, the one that they left everything to follow, the one that they've been walking in and out of Jerusalem with, who's kind of been stirring up some trouble, causing some chaos throughout Jerusalem, in and out of Jerusalem. He's causing trouble. And now he's saying, I'm going to leave and you're going to be in the middle 
of all that. That doesn't feel very comforting at all. And then he tells them that it's going to be so intense for them that they're going to be scattered and that the temptation for them is going to be to run away. And it's not even just a temptation. They actually do go and, and run away. And so we've got to imagine that that would have been pretty hard for them to hear. And it would make total sense why Jesus would be saying what he says here in chapter 16. He says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And so two realities come straight out of this text from what Jesus says here. He says that those who follow Jesus, they will have trouble. It's, it's not a doubt. It, it's, it's not like this could happen. It's going to happen. But there's another piece of the story. It's, Jesus has already won the victory for the trouble that they are going to be landing in. He's already defeated that. And you know what I find remarkably comforting about this passage? Jesus says, I know exactly what's going to happen. And it's not like Jesus is playing the odds here, right? Like, I'm pretty wise, and so I think because of the circumstances, the culture, and me stepping out of the picture, this is what you can expect. No, he is sovereign over all things. You know what that means? That means he is in complete control at all times. There's nothing that he doesn't know. There's, there's nothing that takes him by surprise. So he knows exactly what's happening here. This, he's not guessing, right? He is sovereign over this. And see, he knows that trouble is getting ready to come their way. But there's another thing that I, I think is remarkably comforting here too. Jesus says, I know what's going to happen, but it's not going to overcome you because I've already overcome it. And what makes that so comforting for us is that there's a promise that gets wrapped up in these words that means that what we're going through will never go through alone no matter how deep no matter how wide no matter how heavy this thing feels we're never going through it alone he is saying literally i am going to go into the battle with you you're not going i'm going to shoulder to shoulder i'm in this fight with you not only are am i going to be there with you but i'm actually going to fight the fight for you you're not going alone as when we finally feel like we are hit a wall or we realize that we're carrying all of this stress on our shoulders and it's somehow maybe even gone as far as turning into anxiety in our lives, we can feel like maybe that that came out of nowhere and then it felt like a bit of a surprise attack and what can happen is we kind of feel a little bit bamboozled by the Lord or we feel a little bit let down and we kind of, kind of begin to question the character of God because he would allow us to experience certain levels of discomfort different levels of pain, and that maybe even he would allow us to experience uh, bits of, of trauma. And, and so we're like, what's up with that? But when you read this verse and you look into it, you get to see a, a pretty different picture that, no, Jesus knows exactly what's going to happen. He says, I've already told you that you don't need to be surprised. We knew this was going to happen, and oh, by the way, I'm coming into the fight with you. I'm going to fight for you. I'm with you, and where you need peace, I'm going to be your peace. And this is so crucial, guys. Notice what he says. He's telling them that he is their peace, so that in me you may have peace. If, if you circle in your Bible, if you draw in your Bible, or if you make highlights in your phone, make a notation by that. Circle in me, because this is so important. He's saying, in this world, I'm telling you, you're going to have trouble. You can expect that, but in me, here's what you can expect. You can expect to have peace, the reality is, is what Tony was talking about earlier in Jeremiah 17, that there are things that we walk through in life 
There are things that we, that we go through expected and unexpected, and when we do, we can try to find hope and help in areas that were never intended for us to find hope and help, right? That we tend to look for these areas uh, that end up being false securities for us. But at the same time, Jesus says, listen, you may be searching for, for help and hope in other places, but I want to remind you that the real peace that your heart needs, the real peace that you need from the heaviness that you're carrying, isn't going to be found in that other stuff. He's saying, I am your peace. And I think the peace that he's talking about here is in the grand context, is that he knows what he's getting ready to do. He's going to a cross and he's going to die. He's going to be giving up his life. And so what he's doing is is he's taking sin upon himself and he is dealing with it. And so for those who are stressed out, wondering, man, I'm just feeling overwhelmed by the sin in my life. I'm feeling overwhelmed by the, the, um, the repercussions of the sin in my life. He's saying, you can be set free from that. You don't have to carry all that by, by yourselves. There is peace to be found. There is a fear that is crippling, that, that, that threatens to reach up and choke the breath out of our life. And he says, you can be set free from that stuff in me. I am your peace. I want you to notice the next words that he says. He says, take heart. Take heart. The word literally means to take courage, um, to be uh, courageous. We're about to make a, an application here to our current struggles, but I want to make sure that we understand that being courageous isn't something that we drum up in and of ourselves. I, I want us to understand what it's coming from here. Um, Jesus, he's saying, take courage, but why? Like, we, we, we should ask questions of the text when we're reading it, right? We don't just read it and say, well, okay, and we walk away from it and forget what's there. Like, we engage with the text and we ask, we say, so if he says, take courage, why or how can we actually take courage? Well, he says, because I've overcome the world. He says, you're going to face trouble in this world, but you need to know that I've already won. But how? How did you already win? He knew, again, that right after this conversation, that what he had, been, that what he had set out from the very beginning to do when he stepped onto this earth, that he was going to go to a cross and that he was going to die. He knew how this was going to play out. And what happens is that at his death and his resurrection, he's, he knows that he's going to be able to take the sting away from the trouble that they're going to find themselves in. By entering into our world and stepping into the fight with us, he's able to offer us a, a peace and a hope that transcends anything that we find ourselves in, but also transcends anything that the world is going to be able to throw at us as well. And so that means that we don't just have to try to figure out how to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. It doesn't mean, uh, and it means that we don't have to try to will ourselves out of depression, out of anxiety, out of layers of stress. We follow what Jesus says, and when he says take courage, that's exactly what we do. We take courage. We allow him to enter into the places where we're struggling. We allow him to enter into the fight and lead us out of that place. And so in the areas that you just feel, man, this thing just feels way too heavy. I'm struggling with this. We, 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 we get to a place where we say, okay, it is, I see it all over the ground. I've hit the wall. And we invite the Lord to come into that place. We say, okay, I can't do this, but because of your victory, you can. I, I, I can't do the work here, but you can. And so I'm inviting you to come in and be my peace. Where I'm stressed out because my job is about to end, 
I need you to come in and be my peace. I'm stressed out because I don't know where I'm going to be able to, to pay the bills. I need you to come in and be my peace. I'm stressed out because I can't figure out what's going on with my in-laws or what's going on with my siblings. or what's, I need you to come in and be my peace. We invite him into those areas that we are actively carrying, and we just feel like, man, every time I do, I'm smacking the wall, and I can't go any further. Is I feel like the struggle that we have with this is that we live in a time where being courageous is somehow attached with just kind of dealing with it, right, or, or trying to pretend like everything is fine in our lives. And I just want to tell you, the worst four-letter word that you or anybody you know could ever say is the word fine, right? How are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm doing fine. We're not being honest with ourselves. Now, somebody asked me this week, um, and they said, hey, how are you doing? And, and, I, and I, you know what I said? I said, fine. You know I'm not fine. They didn't know that, but I was trying to put together like some kind of picture of everything was perfect in my life. And so I said, I'm doing fine. And, and then I stopped for a second. I realized that's not true because all of my crap is out on the floor right now. And I've got to figure out how to deal with this. And so I, I doubled back and, and, and I told him, I said, you know what, I'm not doing fine. Actually, I'm struggling really hard right now. And you know what he said? He didn't, he didn't like freak out. Some people just freak out because they don't know how to deal with it if you're not fine. He, he said, hey, um, this, this was through a text message conversation. He said, hey, can I call you and just listen? And, and, and then I had a, to deal with something, right? Because it's one thing to say that I'm not fine. It's another thing to actually be honest with somebody about the things that are going on. And so I had a decision to make. And I still haven't messaged him back. <laughs> like, am, I, am I actually going to just put him through the ringer of you know, listening to all the garbage? But he wants to listen. And, and here, because I know him and I know his heart, you know what he's going to say? He's going to say, dude, that is heavy stuff that you're walking through right now. But you know what, I, what else I know he'll say because I know his heart? He's going he's to say, that's heavy but you don't have to carry it. He's going to say, that's heavy, but there's a place that you can find peace. That's heavy. Stop carrying it all on your own. You see, we live in this place where we feel like we have to say we're doing fine. And knowing that Jesus has already gone to the cross and died for our sin, that he was buried and resurrected, and that he's overcome the world, man, that gives us the freedom to be honest with one another. It gives us a freedom to breathe because we can invite him into the places that he's already died for. And we can be honest with brothers and sisters in Christ because it's not a surprise to them that you're not doing fine, right? You may be the only one who thinks you're doing fine. You look around, like nobody is always perfect. Like we are all going through something. That's what Jesus said when he said, in this world you will face trouble. And so when you face trouble, run to me and let me be your peace. It wasn't because he was dealing with people who were going to be able to figure everything out, who were always going to be fine. And so that gives us the freedom to say, hey, I'm struggling. So listen to me, if you're struggling right now and you are believing the lie that Satan is putting in your mind that you are the only one who's going through the thing that you're going through or you're the only one who's stressed out or you're the only one who's feeling heavy, you're the only one who has a problem with things that may be going on around you, I want you to know that you're not struggling alone. You don't have to struggle alone. You're not fine. And it's okay to not be fine. So how do we then apply what John tells us from Jesus' words? How do we live in light of that? Jesus tells us, hey, get ready for trouble. It's coming. Peter says in, in, in his letter that, that we shouldn't be surprised when, we, when troubles pop up like something strange is happening to you. 
And then the Apostle Paul, he says something very similar. He says that anyone who follows Christ is going to face trouble. And so what happens is instead of promising us this easy life, what Jesus promises is that he's not only going to give us this level of peace and comfort, he promised that he is going to be our comfort. And so what we have to do is ask ourselves this question, where am I going to run? For help. If he said this is where peace is, where are we going to go for our help? Are we going to land in these places that just leave us in these places of false security? If everything feels like all my ducks got in a row, then, then I can find peace? Or are we going to run to the place where God in his word has told us this is the place where true peace is? It is in my son. It is in Jesus. I think one of the best places that scripture points us to is out of Psalm 121 where the psalmist tells us this is where you find your hope. This is where you find your help. Um, and I want to read it to you. It says, I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? We can throw it up on the screen too, Obi. I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? And this was a guy, he's like, where am I going to turn? Where am I going to look to help? He says, I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He'll not let your foot slip. He, he who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. He says, I lift my eyes to the hills. I lift my eyes to the mountain. Where does my help come from? It comes from the maker of heaven and, and earth. And so if you're struggling this morning and you're like, man, I don't even know if I can take a full breath because things feel so heavy for you, I want to invite you in to the peace that Jesus offers. I, I want you to look to him for peace. Not, not the things around Jesus, but look to him for peace. Guys, it took me a month to look to the hills. It might, actually, it might have taken me years, if I'm being honest with all the garbage that I've been dealing with. It might take me years to actually look to the hills to say, where does my help come, come from? It comes from the maker of heaven and earth. I get into self-preservation mode so often, but I don't want you to take months. I don't want you to take years looking to see where is my help going to actually come from. I, I want to encourage you to invite Jesus into those spaces where you feel are heavy, those places where you feel stress or anxiety. To say, hey, come in here and be my peace. You know what Jesus tells us in Matthew 11? He tells us that, you know, we've been carrying around a yoke that's real heavy, dealing with our own garbage. But he invites us into this place where we can take on his yoke. Here's what he says. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Anybody feel heavy? Feel like you smacked a wall? You feel like you can't breathe? Jesus says, come, take my yoke upon you. Guys, I, I want you to know that it's okay to say that I'm not fine. It's actually what Jesus invites us into, to like, when we feel the heaviness, that just means that we need Jesus. And we, when we feel heavy, that's an opportunity to invite him into those spaces. And so what I want to ask you to do 
because I'm guessing that some of you wrote some things down, and maybe if you're like me, um, you don't usually take a prompting from somebody else. You, you wait to do it on your own, that maybe you didn't write anything down. I want to invite you this week to actually carve out some time, whether you're a believer or not a believer, whether you feel like you're struggling or you're not feeling like you're struggling. I want to invite you to take just a few minutes of a morning, of an evening, to just to say, where have I been looking for help? And then to write those things down on a paper. As I, here, here's what I know of the Lord, is that if you're asking for him to point you a direction, that's exactly what he's going to do. If you invite the Spirit to do some work in you, he's going to do that work. And so if you say, hey, point me to where the true peace is and where help is, I think he's going to do that. And, and so invite him into that place. Take some, take some time to say, where does my help come from? And I want to make sure that my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven uh, and, and earth. Would you pray with me? Jesus, uh, thank you for to speaking into this for us. Um, we're not fine. Some of us may be dealing with anxiety in a different way than others or stress in a different way than others, but none of us are fine. Father, we need you to step into these places where we're not fine. Step into these places that are heavy for us, God. Lord, I, I want to pray that you would prompt my friends in the room who don't yet know you, that if they're not fine because they don't know you, that you would lead them to this place of, of, of rest at your feet, that they would trust Jesus as their Savior. Father, they would recognize that the best move that I can make this morning to step out of the heaviness that I feel is not to make a lateral step around you, but to step right through you, through the death that you died, to the freedom that you gave, and that they would put on Jesus. I pray, Father, that they would start a relationship with you. And for my brothers and sisters who are in the room that just really feel the heaviness, I pray that you would invite them into breathing this week by, by not doing it by themselves, but just saying, I want to bring you into the place that I hurt, into the place that I struggle. Let me bring you into the space and, and let you be my peace. We don't want to run for things. We want to settle into your peace, so come into those spaces, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you guys.